Hey everyone, and welcome to the first episode of This Week in Gaming History, where we celebrate major milestones and reminisce about the games that change the landscape of gaming and our lives. I'm your host, Pat Doval, and this is my good friend and co-host, Cody. How you doing, buddy? I'm, I'm fantastic. How are you doing, sir? I'm good. If you're wondering why Cody sounds like shit, it's because he's all the way in hot desert Texas. There's really no deserts in the uh, greater Dallas, Fort Worth, Dallas area, but whatever, whatever you want to envision. Yeah, I'm I sure. mean, I just my mind. I'm sure there's cowboys and Indians and all that <laughs> generic, cliched crap in right. your head. I know you you put your cowboy hat on every night to go to sleep. Chili, chili cookoffs, right? Casual racism, okay? Spurs. And I, I mean cowboy boot spurs, not right? The sports team. Well, for so for this episode, we're doing we're it's January twenty first, two thousand and nineteen, and we're talking about Super Smash Brothers and Wario Land, Super Mario Land three, respectively. It is the twentieth anniversary of Super Smash Brothers and the twenty fifth anniversary of Wario Land, Super Mario Land three. First, well, why, gonna... don't, why, why don't you why don't you kind of lay the groundwork for uh, this new series we're doing? And uh, I thought give, I already did that people... in the intro. Basically, we're gonna pick games that expand have expand on it. Expand on it. We're man. we're gonna pick games that have milestone birthdays, and we're gonna talk about how they change the landscape of gaming, and more importantly, how they changed our lives, how they affected us in a way that most other forms of media cannot 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 do. I mean it's realistic the only medium for us. I mean realistically when you talk about video games versus movies or music or whatever games have a lasting impression. There's you can watch a movie over and over again and yeah, I have my movies from childhood where I watch them. I just rewatched the Back to the Future trilogy, one of my favorite series. But it doesn't really hit on that same level of looking back and when you're when you're a 5-year-old or 10-year-old and you're in that dark musty room with that CRT glowing on you playing that game it's just you can you, it the brings smell you back of that love sock under your bed just permeating throughout the room exactly it, it it hits on all cylinders as far as nostalgia goes so that's what we're focusing on in this show we're going to be talking about games that changed our lives and changed the landscape of gaming it's it's in in kind of like a casual just like two friends sitting around two chums you know, sharing a drink and discussing their childhood memories. Speaking don't of drink, I'm sipping on that this. whiskey right now, boy. Exactly. Uh, basically, don't expect this to just be a purely factual, encyclopedic rundown. It'll be factual games. because I am I do my research and I know my games. Well, sure, of course. I'm not disputing that. But 
we're also going to be getting into like our personal right exactly and that's the focus of the game is just where i was at when this game came out yes and hopefully a lot of you were at that same place so first off we're going to talk about super smash brothers released in japan january 21st 1999 it's been 20 years directed by long years directed by masahiro sakurai this game blew my mind. It was it was made just a little history on the game. It was made without the permission of Nintendo. The prototype was made with Mario, Donkey Kong, Samus and Fox and Masahiro Sakurai basically thought that he wouldn't get the permission to make it, so he made the prototype first. And then after the prototype was done, he went to Nintendo and said, "Hey, look at what I've done." Is this something you've been interested in? And they ended up approving it. The I game... actually did not know any of this. So yeah. evidently this show is tailor-made for my dumbass. Yeah, so <laughs> so it was inspired it's inspired four sequels, five if you count the three DS game, which was slightly different than the Wii U. It starred Mario yeah, by, and by different you mean watered down. No, I mean it it was a solid game. It was just it had separate separate um levels basically, but the game uh, starred Mario, Donkey Kong, Link, Samus, Yoshi, Kirby, Fox, Pikachu, and then it had four unlockable characters, which were Luigi, Captain Falcon, Ness, and Jigglypuff. And basically, you know, I mean, you know Smash Brothers by now. If you're listening to this, you know what Smash Brothers is. It's It's an all-out brawl fighting game where all the Nintendo characters get together and wreck each other. So they get wrecked. So um my personal history with this game um I I put endless hours in this game. And you know what's funny is that I didn't actually own a Nintendo 64 anytime close to when this game came out, but it was such a huge deal that I had a friend who ended up getting this game and we would spend endless hours every single day after school his brothers his cousins me and my brother so, oh hold on hold on in 1999 you didn't own a nintendo 64 no i did not i was a playstation boy was uh not to completely derail the information you were giving about the game and your history with it but uh what uh what was like the vibe around Nintendo back then? Like was it considered like uncool to have a Nintendo console in, in your school or like No, uh just, I don't think there was it thing. was just it was just kinda under the water, like or, or just underground, like it wasn't as big as the PlayStation. Everyone had the PlayStation. People had Nintendo sixty four, sure, but um and people so to put it in perspective, this was at the height of Pokemon Mania. So Nintendo was definitely in the public ether. But uh, would you say it was more Game Boy centered? Sure, point? yeah, Game Boy. And the Game Boy was at the end of its life cycle, and nobody expected the Game Boy to do anything, basically. But then they released Pokemon, and it just blew up, and, and they sold tons and tons of Game Boys at that time. Um, but basically, this... So, so this game, I mean, Nintendo 64 was cool, and I remember when the N64 first came out, very early on, like around the launch date, 
I went to go visit my dad. My parents were, were separated. Me and my brother went to my dad's place. He was living in an apartment by himself. He didn't he he was probably 29, 30 years old. He didn't want to deal with uh children the entire weekend. And he basically did the smartest thing that any parent could have possibly done in that situation was he went to Blockbuster and rented an N64 with a Mar- with Mario 64 for the weekend. And we did not it's like leave- that, that meme button. Bam. Yeah, Blockbuster. We- Bam. N64. Yeah, we did not leave that room for the entire weekend. So he hit the nail on the head if he didn't want to spend any time with kids. Uh, right. Essentially, so so th- this was a few years earlier before Smash Brothers, but so my history with the N64, Mario 64 blew my fucking mind. It blew my mind. I had never even fathomed any anything like that before. Right. And uh, so anyway, fast forward a few years. I didn't have a, I didn't have an N64. I had a, play, a PlayStation, but I was very much aware of Nintendo. I had a NES. My friends had Super Nintendo and N64. I knew all the all the franchises, and I remember when Smash Brothers came out. I remember hearing about it at school and on the way home from school from friends or whatever as you're walking home, and this was a game that you it didn't sound real. When I heard about this game at first, I thought the person was lying because this <laughs> sounds like. I mean, seriously, this sounds like the thing that people would make up on the playground. It, oh, there's a game where you can play as Pikachu and Mario. And, and Donkey Kong. And, and Donkey Kong, Spanish. and you fight each other, and there's Pokeballs, and you throw the Pokeballs, and Charizard comes out and blows fire at the other players and stuff. like. It sounded like bullshit. Because it's such a hodgepodge of, of so many different... Right. It sounds like it. It genuinely sounds like something that people made up on the playground. So I remember the first time I heard about it, I thought the person was lying, and uh, sure enough, they were not lying. So I had a friend who had it. I didn't own it at first, but I had a friend who had it. We played that shit every single day. We'd get together for and the four player, the four player multiplayer was top notch. That was in an era where N64 was the first and only console that had a four-player, like, out-of-the-box experience. So right. I was I was obsessed with this game, and uh, later on in life, I ended up, I, I became even more obsessed with uh, with Melee and, and the other games. And now, nowadays, it, it is my, one of my favorite franchises in the world, I will I will play this game till the end of time, and uh, yeah. So, what 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 are your experiences with uh, Smash Brothers here? Uh, well, they're not as uh, time honored as yours, and I I can't say that I cut my teeth on Melee nearly to the extent that you did. Uh, it, it was always kind of a novelty series for me. Uh, I remember thinking the same thing, like. This is kind of just like a bizarre, strange dream uh, yeah. when I first heard of the game. And I think my first exposure to it was honestly the now infamous uh, commercial with the with the people in the mascots <laughs> of Yoshi. That's and such Mario a great Mario. commercial. And then, yeah, they're strolling through the field to uh, So Happy Together. I think that was a song. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think which, so. 
you know, now in commercials, that's just a nauseating trend of using old music uh, in scenes of violence and whatnot, uh, especially in superhero movies. Uh, back then, of course, it, it didn't feel so uh, out overplayed. But uh, no, I, I remember getting the game from Toys R Us specifically. I'm, I'm pretty sure my grandma or my mima, as I called her, took me to, to buy it. And it, it never turned into something that was super, uh, super nostalgic for me. Like when I look back on it, I don't think of it the same way that you do. Probably it was kind of just it, it was it was a major game in my collection, but it wasn't something that tugged at my heartstrings years down the line. And I was like, man, I got to go. I don't even think I've gone back to play the original in 15 years. Um when I got a Wii, I played Brawl, didn't care for it that much. Uh, it was really the Wii U version of the game that got me back into playing it and playing online with you, of course. Uh, but back when it first came out, like you mentioned, the the public response to it and everything, I, I can't say that I'm not sure that my family had Internet at that <laughs> time. And if and if we did, it was new. And so I, I wasn't consuming video game news the same way you might have been and i wasn't getting game informer magazine and reading stuff like that religiously so my knowledge of of super smash brothers and nintendo 64 and just consoles and whatever level of a console war there might have been between sony and nintendo at the time was very confined to the bubble that i was in with me and my handful of friends so right if a friend of mine got a console first and i saw it Speaking of which, uh, you know, you mentioned your Mario 64 wow moment. Uh, I had that with Mario Kart 64. I, I specifically remember walking into my friend Casey's house after we had gone for a swim in his family pool. And he, he I know he did this intentionally. He had it booted up, ready for me to walk into the room and see it. Because he was always gloating and dangling his fancy new tech toys over me he was the uh, rich I, boy not e- not even that his his parents just um pampered him a little bit more than mine and he he was always the first to get his his game consoles and i would follow suit but i remember seeing the n64 graphics the jaggy poly polygon and just thinking wow i can't believe how realistic <laughs> this looks man it's so realistic um <clears throat> And uh, I guess, you know, by the time Smash Brothers came out, I wasn't really just, it wasn't eye-popping to me. The thing that drew me in was the bizarre nature of it, seeing all of these characters from previous Nintendo games that I loved coming together. Well, that's uh, just the thing, is you had had these beloved characters like Mario and Link, and in your case, Donkey Kong. I, I wasn't, I never owned a Super Nintendo. I played Donkey Kong Country, but I wasn't like a huge Donkey Kong fan. But just... Yoshi and Mario and uh, and then you had the Pokemon. And like I said, I can't stress this enough. This came out during Pokemon Fever where people were just going crazy, and right. myself included. I had never really been very interested in a Game Boy until this time when Pokemon was going was, was nuts and I wanted a Game Boy because I wanted to play Pokemon. I collected the cards, all that shit. So, yeah. The the key. I, uh, I actually had a Game Boy and Nintendo systems prior to all this. So when Smash Brothers came out, 
that was basically everything I knew up to that point. So right. I, you know, I grew up with a Super Nintendo and uh, I was playing, you know, Mario and whatnot and just whatever, like third party games on the Game Boy before I got into Pokemon. So to see it all come together for Smash Brothers, that I guess it had a different effect on me because it just didn't seem real. It, it really didn't seem real. When I first heard about it, I genuinely thought that the person who was telling me about it was lying. I thought it was a, that typical, oh, my uncle works at Nintendo and he's he saw Mario 4. <laughs> like, and and that's the thing. It just, it didn't sound real. When you've gone your whole life playing those games and someone comes up to you and says, yeah, I got this new game where you can play as Mario and Link and Donkey Kong and, uh, and Pikachu and you can fight each other and also you can throw these Pokeballs out and all these different Pokemon come out and do their attacks. Like, it just sounded like bullshit. Seen foreign and alien and... Right, it just yeah, didn't it, seem... And, and even today, the new Smash Brothers, it doesn't seem real. Like, if you told the little kid who didn't know any better and didn't follow the news, it sounds like bullshit. If you were like, yeah, there's this new Smash Brothers out with 75 characters and every every character that you've ever known... Is, and even all the assist trophies have these crazy fallbacks to obscure games. Right, exactly. It just sounds like There's it sounds so made much up. Content, but that's the funny thing about the original is how bare bones it was in hindsight. Yeah, like it at the time. I guess it seemed like this epic coming together of all these franchises. But I, I want to just pick your brain a little more. Like, what was I'm trying to understand the extent at which you were. Uh, a sony fan at this point did you grow up being into nintendo at all or did that come later in life? oh no i i was very eclectic as a game fan my first console ever that i was really into was the nes and i had that away until and i played i was a huge one of my favorite games of all time top 10 maybe top five is mario mario 3 and uh classic i grew up, I grew up on that yeah, I grew up playing those games on the NES. It was just solely, what it, like you said earlier, whatever your friend had or whatever your family had or, or whatever is what you ended up with. So I had an NES, and I had about 30 games for it by the time I was done with it. And then one year, I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas. Towards it's, the end. It's funny. It's funny now, like, how all of our opinions are, like, predicated on this mass blob of internet consciousness yeah where where like we're told what's cool and what we're back then i mean it really just came down to your small friend group or like your your grade yeah and i that's a thing like i know that nintendo has this reputation as being kind of like this lesser than entity in comparison to its counterparts or like it had like the stink of being more uncool or less powerful or whatnot i don't remember any of that during the n64 era i if anything there was an emphasis on the nintendo 64 amongst my friends and the people i went to school with i didn't get a playstation until 1999 maybe late 98 yeah so I, there was this, it was so all about nintendo 64 for me ocarina of time smash brothers mario 64 mario yeah Bar, all my that. history with playstation basically i i had an nes i was a huge nintendo fan but then I got a super. Uh, I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas, and then the next console I got was a PlayStation because my best friend 
got a PlayStation, and I saw that, and I was just like, I, I need a PlayStation. And yeah, that's how it happened. Yeah, so then I had Sounds a, like it just happened earlier for you. Right, but I was always into gaming, so once I got the PlayStation, I played that, and I had that for a few years just because I didn't have any money, but once the N64 got the price dropped down to $99, and also a big a big turning point for me was also Pokemon Snap. So once Pokemon Snap... Oh, Snap! Once Pokemon Snap came out, and the, the N64 got a price drop to $99, for my birthday one year, I just asked for money, and I went out and bought the N64 myself. That was, I think that I'm was... I'm honestly shocked that Pokemon Snap was a turning point for you, and like... A, Pokemon Snap a, is one of my favorite N64 games. It's, it's fantastic. Really? Yeah. God, anytime I talk to somebody, like maybe not somebody reputable in terms of knowing what they're talking about in gaming, but like a casual conversation with somebody when we're, you know, dipping to the dipping our toes into the nostalgia pool, Pokemon Snap is kind of brought up as a joke. When I mention it, people laugh. Pokemon Snap was a huge deal when it came out. Oh, I I, re- I remember loving it, but now it doesn't it doesn't you know carry the same weight as a lot of the other old school games. I guess, but yeah. So Pokemon Snap was a big turning point, and I I asked for money one year. I think it was uh, two thousand, maybe nineteen ninety nine, ninety nine two thousand. I asked for money for my birthday. Got the N sixty four for uh f- with my own money from for my birthday. I got that Pokemon Snap, and I got. Smash Brothers and uh, played the damn shit out of it. So, yeah, the damn shit. And uh, one of the one of the main reasons why I got a GameCube at launch on the topic of Smash Brothers is because uh, they said that Melee was going to be a launch window game, and it ended up getting delayed until like it it, it ended up getting delayed like a year. But that was one they of the main focus on had to focus on that mansion, bruh. Yeah, it was one of the main reasons why I ended up uh, getting the GameCube at, at launch. So, what a, I, I mean, I remember getting a a copy of Melee and enjoying it at the time, but I, I don't know that I have as strong of a memory as you. What was the reaction to that as compared to the original? Like, was it? Let me blew you away. It was a million times better than Melee. It improved it on on every on every. You mean level. a million times better than the original? Yeah. Okay. Improved it on every level. I remember I I had these like uh, friends in the poor side of town, and uh, they like it was like a trailer park. And I remember he had a brother who lived on the property who also had his own trailer. He was like in his twenties, mind you. I'm like thirteen at the time, fourteen, and we became friends with this with this guy and his brother who had his own trailer, and uh, it was like. Not good. It was it was like infested with roaches. It had that roach smell to it and stuff. But I remember we would we would go in there. I would bring my my GameCube with that sweet handle, and uh, and it was and, convenient. You, you can knock it, but it was yeah. Convenient. I brought my GameCube with my sweet handle in melee, and I remember we would set ninety nine stock matches and just literally sit in this trailer all day long playing melee for like eight. 10 hours straight on 99 uh, stock matches. Those were the good old day. Yeah. So anyway, That's, um, what like, it just seems like such a leap in terms of graphics and what they were able to shove into that game over the course of two years. It was like, I mean, that was the power of the GameCube, but 
But yeah, so the but the original Smash Brothers is what started it all. And I it think will... it's safe to say uh, that Brawl did not blow people's minds the same way Melee did. Mm, no, but I played Brawl probably the most, honestly. Really? Yeah, because I, it was. I always the... see it getting dunked on. Well, it was because it, it was the only Smash Brothers game for like eight years. Right. So, yeah. It's uh, it's really, truly a great. It's been a great ride these last twenty years, and uh, it all led up to Ultimate, which I can say that it is definitively the Ultimate Edition. Of oh, Smash absolutely! It's, I don't, I don't know how much higher they can go from. They here. can't, like, they really can't, and he's already Masahiro Sakurai is already damage controlling that, where he's like, "Listen, guys, don't get used to having every character in there." Along with new ones with eight, you know, 80, 75, 80 total characters. He's already said that. He's just like, listen, I hope people don't get used to this because it ain't happening again. So basically, with future iterations, they're going to have to be like, oh, we might have to cut old Ice Climbers. They've done goofed. I mean, they can't, in, in my mind, they can't cut anyone because you can only move up. You can only move up with sequels, so it's if they have 75 characters in this one, they've got to have at least 90 in the next one. They can't just keep... The, I don't see a, a situation where they cut characters and everyone's okay with it. This, the situation in which I could see them keeping all of the characters and expanding is probably just going back down to the N64 graphics. Yeah, doing a, uh, doing a, a Game Boy Classic game. Unreleased yep. Smash Brothers two. <laughs> great, so. great, 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 great! Uh, cut that, delete that. Uh, great, great series, great franchise. Yeah, fantastic. One of my favorites of all time. So, all right, another one we've got here. This is a big one here. Wario Land, Super Mario Land three. Released in Japan, January 21st, 1994, 25th anniversary. This was the first... Yes, indeed. This is the first game that Wario was playable and the main character. It introduced his famous dashing moveset and his love of garlic. It was... <laughs> it, it had multiple endings. <laughs> it had multiple endings based on the uh, treasure you got. And this game is important to gaming history not because the game the game is great but it's not even just because the game is great more so it introduced a classic nintendo character that people adore and he's been in so many other nintendo franchises mario party mario golf mario tennis wait a second What, what year did this come out again 94 this is the 25th anniversary 94. So this okay. So what was his first appearance cuz I could have sworn his first appearance was in Super Mario Land 2. It is his and... first appearance. This is the first game that you can play as him. Oh, okay, okay. I was confused about the timeline then cuz I I thought Super Mario Land 2 came out in like 96. I no. Guess I, was... I guess I was off there. No. This is the first game that you could play it was Wario. And this introduced wow. a lot of his characteristics. Like I said, the garlic as the up as the uh, power up, he the game is more based around collecting treasure than it is getting from point A to point B. There's more 
exploration in the levels. Well, I'm going to be honest. I haven't played this game in many, many years. It was definitely a favorite of mine back when I was a kid and I had a Game Boy. But I remember specifically there was a learning curve for me in regards to the tackle mechanic. The game is tough. Was, the game is tough was, for sure yeah, compared to I was, a normal well, Mario I was expecting, game. I'm just saying I was expecting the gameplay to be essentially a clone of you know Super Mario Brothers. But instead, he uh, the primary function was his tackle move sort of but they kind of fuck with you because there's a lot of things that you can't tackle or else you'll get hurt right i remember that specifically tackling a lot of like spikes and enemies that right. would just completely completely mess me up it's more of a now slow pace back, i'm sure i could beat it i'm sure it's, i could beat it i'm sure you could beat it but it's a tough game don't get me wrong it's way tougher than all the other mario games i played it Is the it- other day just as a refresher for this podcast and i was on level four i died like five times and i'm a hardcore gamer that yeah that's uncharacteristic for you i don't hear that often. yeah i play a lot of hard games and i died repeatedly on like the fourth level of this game this is this is a tough game and i played i played a few more but again it's been so long since i played this series would you say that they they went down in toughness and difficulty Yes, absolutely, because I played, I didn't play Wario Land 2 or 3, but I played Wario Land 4 for the GBA, and it was much easier than this one, I thought. Well, so, I mean, that, that's true to most games. Yeah, I mean, as time goes on, they as gaming has become a bigger medium, they've made it, they've made it easier and more accessible to the average person. Like me, the sure. casuals. Yeah, but to your credit, you were into gaming before it was easy. Sure, but I, uh, I, I, you could go back if if they had a, a, a PlayStation Network or Xbox Live back then, where you could see all of my uh, play hours and uh, like the completion of my games. Uh, I don't think you'd be impressed. But you know, I think there is something to be said for the fact that I was playing those games back then and yeah. getting something out of them. Well, I would, you didn't have I would an have option. To go back and beat it though. Yeah, so this game is interesting. It is part of the Mario Land series, but I think it's a case of that they uh, had their own game and they just named it Mario Land 3 for the brand recognition because it does not play anything like the Mario Land games. It is slower paced. Wario controls kind of like a tank, just very slow paced, heavy. Um, I'm sure that was a, a a last minute or like late in the game decision where they were like, "All right, we we kind of have cold feet to b- about putting this game out just right. under the war title." Yeah, so it's it's focused on exploration because you need to collect treasure. And the unique thing about this game was that that had multiple endings based on how much treasure that you receive. So at the end of the game, spoilers. At the end of the game, uh, Wario gets a castle, and depending on how many, how much treasure you get, he might get an actual castle, or he gets a tree stump, or he gets, you know, like a shack. What's great about this game is that it offered up a true alternative for those of us that are more a little more greedy, misanthropic, right? That 
got sick of being the conquering hero and we wanted to play as the anti-hero so you're a big do dastardly things you're a big wario fan what's what's your connection with wario why do you love this guy and this is this is the game that introduced him as a player so aside from the things i just mentioned i like his voice acting or i guess i should say the voice acting from whoever does his his characterization i'm assuming is it the same guy who does the uh the mario you know i don't know that actually well, because he does Luigi as well, so I'd I would imagine it's him, because it sounds very similar. Yeah, it seems like he would do uh, their evil. I believe it's uh, voiced by Christoph Waltz <laughs> from Inglorious Bla- Bastards. Fame. I, I I do need this gold. <laughs> uh, but my if you're asking for my connection, it's obviously that game and the, its follow-up game for the Game Boy Color. I believe the next one was Wario Land Two. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I had those two. I don't think I ever had the GBA one. You played Wario Land 2 a lot, huh? I didn't know that. Yeah. I mean, again, it's been so long that I can't tell you specifics. It's, it's like a kind of one of those nostalgic blurs that I uh, remember fondly. And I'm, I'm, I'm honestly scared I'd go back and not enjoy the games. But honestly, I take your word for it that they're challenging and fun. Yeah, uh, they're good. But uh, I, I will say... That aside from what I mentioned about him being the polar opposite of Mario and me, I guess, connecting more to uh, those traits and attributes Mm -hmm. in a character. uh, I like his color scheme because my favorite color is purple. I've always found the yellow and purple an interesting color combination, but that's kind of like a mood point. I uh, I've gone back and played uh, Wario Land Shake It. I don't know if you played that game for the Wii. I have not played it, but I do own it. It's a, it's a highlight. If you look down on waggle controls, I totally understand. But this is one of those games where I feel like it actually enhances instead of uh, detracts from the game. No, I'm I'm interested enough to the fact that I actually bought it. I I do own it. I okay. think. Well, you, well, you should definitely go back and play it. It has like that um, not not a cell shaded style. What's the word I'm looking for? It's, it's like, like cartoonish. It's like yeah, animation for like Mario. It's supposed to look. Mm-hmm. Uh, like you know 2d in that in that regard and uh i remember there's a lot of like you you turn into vehicles i believe i might be getting it confused with kirby's epic yarn but the two play kind of similarly but i wario land is definitely harder and there's an emphasis on collecting gold and whatnot and i also <clears throat> probably this is going on like seven eight years i went back and for the first time played wario world for the gamecube and i gotta say i was excited to play it because it definitely seemed like a game that i would have played back in my childhood and i honestly for the life of me don't know why i skipped it but i was a little disappointed it felt like an unfinished demo really of a three yeah it felt like an unfinished demo of a 3d platformer that was just taking elements from better platform 3d platforming games that i'd already played that's a shame and, because that's been a game that's been on my radar for a while that i've wanted but i just never have i have never come across it i'm not saying you wouldn't like it it just felt like there were camera issues i remember and i mean that's that's true for a lot of the games back then but there wasn't enough redeeming qualities about the game um from what i remember to really make up for a lot of its de- downfalls and shortcomings uh it's just, yeah it's just very it just felt like a clunky attempt to bring the wario brand into the 3d realm hence why 
they probably haven't made any follow-ups. I think it sold well. I remember researching it and it sold decently. It's not like it was an abysmal commercial failure. I don't think it sold great. I think it was just probably sold mediocre. I don't know. I I don't know. Maybe whoever developed it, if there was an outside team, they uh, didn't want to pursue it. Or it was developed by Treasure, who is a uh, one of my favorite developers. There, Treasure no... is that is that was that done intentionally? Like I don't know, but guys in they for the they've, pun. they've done a lot of pun. they've done a lot of really 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 good games. And actually, fun fact: one of the games that they developed is the game that i told you recently that i'm after which is mcdonald's treasure land adventure for the genesis where you play as ronald mcdonald it's a platformer uh, is that, uh highly coveted is it expensive it's pretty expensive it's like 40 or 50 bucks complete mm. so that's pretty expensive that's a small price to pay for some ronald mcdonald i mean exactly back. definitely uh they did ikaruga they did uh they've done they did gunstar heroes I don't know if you're familiar with that. Nope. Um, yeah, they've done a lot of really, really great, great games. Sin and Punishment, that was a N64 exclusive. Well, hey, man, I have, I still own Shake It and Wario World. I can, uh, I can bring them over soon. Tell you what, why don't you just give me that Wario World? Since you didn't I'll like pass. it. Since you didn't like I it. Never... Hey, Look, my opinions have changed on game various games throughout the years. I'll go back. And I already have Wario Land Shake It. I told you that already. Oh, right. Well, whatever. Maybe all it's right, buried well, away. Buried away for all I know. In I conclusion, know. I would say that Wario Land Super Mario Land 3 was a major uh, turning point for games, especially for Nintendo. It introduced one of our favorite characters, Wario, who is the opposite of Mario. And really... Let's be honest here. Mario's a boring character. Wario is far more interesting. Oh, for sure. For and sure. uh I'm glad that I'm glad that, that they that they decided to go and do that. Could it be possibly the first game where you ever play as a villain? I don't know. Maybe. I somehow doubt that. Probably the first I doubt it, but it's close one. up there. It's it's pretty yeah. close up there. So probably the first Nintendo one, like from like an original IP or something. Right. There's probably like some some third party like movie tie-in game where you yep. play it as villain. But so, uh it it is interesting that I know you're a big WarioWare guy and I got to be honest I've never played any of those. Oh man, they're so good. But they're so just, good. It, that's like that's kind of like a a weird like surreal mini game spin-off for WarioWare. Right. He's almost a different character where he has different attire. It's like a it's a weird uh, alt- alternative alternative universe. It's such a good where, series. Yeah, I just I just feel like it's been a long time. I guess it's been since Wario Land Shake It, which was like two thousand eight, I think, that Mario or Wario, excuse me, has had a mainline game of his own where he's in an, like an adventure setting. Uh, I don't. I really don't know what the the point of that is. Like if if you're talking about sales figures it sounds like all of his games have sold well enough to justify sequels but um it, it seems like he's he's a well-known character people people love him and he's a good hand for you know mini party games and mario sports games but a lot like waluigi 
I feel like he's underutilized in terms of having his own games, at least. Well, you know. compared to Waluigi, he has way more of a character. Waluigi is just a thing. He's a meme. There's no real characterization of Waluigi other than he's he's Wario's friend. Well, if they made a Wario, another Wario adventure game, whether it's 2D, 3D, right. or whatever, Waluigi should at least be a second player sure like an interchangeable player yeah absolutely there should be some interaction there so all right well on that note we'll wrap this up here i want to thank you all for listening this is uh this week in gaming history we'll be uploading these podcasts probably every couple weeks as we see fit you can find us on www.analogoutmedia.com we're going to be posting these podcasts on there You can get us at every major podcast distributor that you can find. We would love for you to make a review. Leave us at five stars. Write about how great we are. And uh, give us any suggestions on games that are coming up with an anniversary that you want us to talk about. You can find me on Twitter at ProjectPat88, Project with a K. uh, You can find me on Twitter as well. At the Cody Casual. Do you have a Twitter? Yeah, just launched it. Surprise. Just launched it. Okay. And you can get us on Instagram at Analog Out Media. You can get us on Facebook at Analog Out. And uh, yeah, on that note, see you next time. Bye bye. (laughs) 